1: Hello, everybody. This is the Super J-Cast. I'm Joel Abraham. With me is Damon McDonald. How's it going,
0: Damon? It is wonderful. It's always good to be back on a Sunday morning for me, a Sunday night for you, right, out there uh, on the other side of the world doing the J-Cast as uh, we like to do every week. Exciting, fun. Everybody likes the new music. Everybody gets pumped up in their cars and uh, on their way to work. So uh, lots to talk about here this week, as always, Joel.
1: First of all we'd like to wish a very happy birthday to Kevin Kelly and a happy wedding to David Finney as well. Uh, a little bit rude that we didn't get invited to be honest yeah I'm a, I, you know I'm chalking it up
0: to uh, the the terrible service that the uh, United States uh, Postal Service is I probably probably got lost in the mail and um, there's probably a piece of steak on a plate just waiting for me and, and you to devour so uh, yeah uh, Kevin Kelly with a with a with a big a big, bir- big birthday boy big Kev uh what is he 106 107 no oh I'm sorry 21 ah right i, I love you kevin yes <laughs> buttering he's buttering up already Joel's buttering up already to get the get to get the super j cast uh, shout out at dominion
1: yes that's it that that is my dream if we get name checked on a new japan show any New Japan, shirt. I'll, I'll take a road to shirt at this point. If we get name checked, then um, I'm not going to say I'm going to quit the podcast, but th- that will definitely be a, a, a milestone achievement in my life.
0: I think he would. I mean, he's uh, he's uh, I, I tell you, the first time he did it for the uh, Purecast, it was completely out of the blue. Um, I'm sitting behind a desk uh, in an office and my phone blows up that he just mentions the pure cast, I couldn't believe it. Um, and again, everybody knows the story of after, I think it was the first time he did King of Pro Wrestling. And uh, we did not, I, well, no, let me say, say, I did not uh, like the job that was done. And I made it be known. And uh, it was very vocal. And he reached out to us and was like, uh, as, a, as a gentleman, as a gentleman would, he reached out to us and he was like, uh, I appreciate the feedback. Uh, I appreciate the constructive criticism. And uh, I'll, I'm going to note that and strive to be better. And he certainly has. And look at him now. He's uh he is an important cog in the wheel of new Japan. And, and it, it, to me, he works just as hard as, as the wrestlers, right? Uh, maybe not physically, right? But um, he hustles more, than a lot of people in, in making sure that us, when I say us, the the English speaking audience for New Japan is um, involved and well versed and understand what's going on. So he's he travels more than 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 a lot of indie pro wrestlers. Every time I every time I see him, he's on a plane, and uh, he spent all of March in Japan um, away from his family. So you know, listen, he's doing a great job. And I, again, this is not just me kissing his ass and buttering him up. If he does a terrible job, I'd be the first to say, but listen, he hasn't. He hasn't in a long, long time. So good for him. Happy birthday to him. Good job.
1: Yeah, what a class act. I mean, these days, if you criticize someone publicly and they heard about it, you probably get uh, quote tweeted in a very passive aggressive way, uh, like a lot of wrestlers like to do these days. Uh, I can think of a few names. Uh, I'm not going to mention them though. But, uh, well... I mean, I, I would be that guy,
0: <laughs> I would if I were if I were on that Twitter, I'd I'd be that that you know, passive aggressive jerk off. Yeah, that'd be me. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Will Osprey, he likes a vanity search. I saw some stuff this week. Someone uh, made some just funny throwaway comment on Twitter. Didn't at Will or anything, uh, but just said made some comment about uh, Osprey continually referencing the fact that he's got a girlfriend and then osprey found it he'd been searching for himself on twitter and then i think he sent this guy a a photo of his girlfriend and then a load of other people started getting involved and it's just twitter wrestling twitter
0: here's let me ask you this being that we're on the on the twitter thing do you think twitter has done more good for pro wrestling or more harm so if you're a, a pro wrestler it is truly my feeling that you should not be on Twitter. It's it, it. I don't understand how it does you any good. Yes, it's a nice vehicle to promote the shows that you're going to be on. Yes, it's a nice vehicle to you know provide a link to your merch. But aside from that, like w- w- I hate worked things on Twitter. Like you know worked angles on Twitter. I, I just ugh, they I I hate them. Um, and then aside from that, like again, vanity search, I, I would I would think that would drive a person crazy. If like if you're vanity searching yourself, you obviously are somewhat and I don't mean this in a bad way, because I would probably vanity search if I were there. That's why I'm not there. Um there's some you know, there's something you need that validation, I guess. Um and a lot of times you'll get it, and a lot of times you're not. And it and if you know, if it if it gets under your skin and you it's not a place for you. I don't think pro wrestlers should be on there.
1: So you were not a fan of, for example, Chris Jericho using Twitter to start the Kenny Omega feud. Um, I don't think that was a well. Yeah, kind of did start. No, I
0: don't. I don't think it was something that was entirely necessary. I mean, it was a tool that they used, and they used it smartly. Um, no, I don't. I like it. Like if. To me, if if it if if it meant every pro wrestler got off of Twitter, right? Uh, why did I just say Twitter? <laughs>
1: like like I over-enunciated it. Um it. Is it because you're speaking to a British person? You maybe like that's you it. Drop your T's. I, I, yeah, I feel you're like Lord I, Alfred Hayes here. I feel <laughs> promotional consideration, pay for a bottle.
0: Like I feel kind of dumb around you sometimes. I feel kind of I, I feel not maybe not dumb. I feel um, I feel a cl- a cl- like a class below. I do, yeah. I, but but here's the thing. Here's what you do. You bring it up a notch. So I have to. I have to up my game. I have to up my game. So that's a good thing. You're you're making me a better person, Joel. Um <laughs> Okay,
1: that's what I'm here for.
0: Right. Well, listen. Somebody asked Um It's no. I mean, I I would, I would I would I would remove that. I would take that out if it meant that more wrestlers wouldn't fuck up on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like I would. I would. The the good like. Give me five things in the history of Twitter, wrestling Twitter, that has been positive. Like, okay, and if you want to put the Jericho Omega thing in there, by all means. But I'd be hard-pressed to name another four things that were really positive that came out of Twitter uh, when it came to pro wrestling.
1: I definitely think uh, the amount of harm it does massively outweighs the, the any positive side it's got.
0: Yeah. And 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 again, I think as a form of communication and a tool to share, yes, of, of course. And and this is not even about you know people having um, different views when it comes to the world, right? Whether it be through um, social commentary or 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 the ben- the 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 betterment of certain individuals and certain classes and certain. Um, uh, lifestyles and, 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 you know, that's positive. Obviously that's a positive, any, any positive change there is great, but I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily equate that to wrestling Twitter. I equate that to, you know, the world as a whole, really. I don't know if Twitter is, is the, the driving force behind that. Um, but I, I don't know. I just don't, see, I just don't see the positive of Twitter in pro wrestling. And maybe it, um, I feel very much like an old man saying that, but like, I, I just think it does more harm than good.
1: I guess if you look at the very, very top stars, they're not using Twitter. They don't need it. And it's not going to make or break uh, the success of something in wrestling. So, yeah, I, I guess I'm with you on that one. You know what I mean? Like, I think even the top stars,
0: they probably have somebody doing it for them. Right. And like, 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 do you think Steve Austin sits there and is, with his phone, you know, is tweeting out things, you know, or do you think I, I, I if I'm if I'm Steve Austin, I'm I'm paying a social media person to kind of make sure I don't say anything stupid. Um, it's just, you know, I don't know. I just think it, th- it does more harm than good. All right. That's that's just my take on that, though.
1: Well, I mean, speaking of Twitter, thank you very much for all the feedback you've given us. Uh, do keep it coming at Joel J. Abraham or at the Super J. Cast. Uh, your questions are always welcome. And we've got one question here to start us off. This is a CD oh. at uh, KazD underscore Purifan asks, What would be an appropriate mea culpa for Damon for every time he calls Joel Colin?
0: Perhaps oh. a beer
1: or a free Super <laughs> J. Cast shirt for every listener. What do you think of that, Damon?
0: I think it's fair. Um, you know, sometimes you know, you just kind of the problem is is that, and I know this is shocking. This is going to come as a shock to many people. Sometimes I don't think about what I say before I say, and you know how you just kind of get into a, a role and a rhythm, and the and it's it's like there's no there's nothing stopping from what's in your brain coming out of your mouth, and it's it, it sometimes you just you know three years doing a show you kind of get used to it um and yeah that's but honestly so who who wants who wants a little peek behind the curtain here um so i did it once and i didn't even know i said it and you called me out on it but there was more than once that i did it and i did edit it out because i was so fucking embarrassed um but it but i told joel that it will not happen again and if it does happen again all right um uh, what, do you, what what are we talking? Beers? What do we what do we want? A beer each one?
1: I might as well just mail well, you a case this, now. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has suggested a beer for every listener, but oh. I don't think that's fair. Why should the listeners get something? Right, right. It's not
0: harming you guys. I I could, I could say Frank, and it wouldn't matter, right? Um, all right, let's Let, do this. I, I
1: think let's keep a tab. Yeah, and uh, I would say a can of Strong Zero, uh, at okay. the uh, next time. Well, the first time we managed to get together for a, a show in japan
0: or okay but you're going to dominion so i'm i, I listen i can guarantee you that you're going to get a couple you know shots in in the pot because i'm going to fuck up once or twice um so i'll everybody keep track i know every, every everybody listens intently to every word i say um and you can't edit it out anymore all right, I won't edit it out anymore. Well, listen, you got to talk to Dan because Dan's our editor, right? And, uh, so he's he's our guy. So he's he's on board. He won't care. He'll love it. He'll probably add a few. Um, <laughs> um, so okay, so keep track um, for everyone. It's a can of strong zero, and strong zero is you know about three yen, four yen, maybe. Um, so everyone, I'll I'll contribute to your strong zero fund. You're going to be you're going to be drunk as anything. You're not going to be sober the entire trip. But but um yes, I will I will I will donate a fund to Joel for his strong zeros for every fuck up I do. That's fair.
1: Did you say 3 or 4 yen. I think it's way more than that, isn't it? No,
0: I don't think it's I don't know. Is it?
1: Cuz I no, you I think it's like 3 or 4 yen. Okay, I'm going to get out the uh the currency calculator here. So uh 1 US dollar is 109 Japanese yen. I meant I meant 300. My bad.
0: You're right. You're right. You're okay. Right. Uh, all right, yeah. you're right. So, yeah, I do 3, but I'm, I like I put a decimal point in there that's unneeded. So, yes, 300, 400. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine me walking up with three yen and them looking at me like, "Eh, stupid American. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of my store. Get out of my Lawson's, you th- you creep." All right, yes, 300. That is what I meant to say.
1: All right. So, this uh listener he did propose um super j car shirts and speaking of shirts i mean, you've got a bit of a cunning plan haven't you regarding I, that
0: I, I do so listen we've been promising since since you know forever about these these t-shirts and nothing would be prouder f- than me walking into a wrestling venue or joel walking into a wrestling venue and seeing supporters fans listeners of this show Proudly wearing a super JCAST t shirt. So needless to say, that will happen sooner than later. Now, uh, a lot of things have been thrown around in my head about how that will be done. And, you know, we could take the very easy route and go, hey, let's just chuck it up on like a red bubble or, you know, one of those type of services where it's, you know, um, print on demand and Away you go. But truth be told, I kind of wanted something a little bit easier for people. Um, a one stop place where people can kind of that are familiar with that know what it is that that are probably shopping there now, this week, this month. And that's, of course, pro wrestling tees, right? So he- here's the thing with the pro wrestling tees. Um, you, we could we could be a part of their shop, right? And they could sell our T-shirts. And I don't know the full business agreement, uh, but uh, there's two avenues you can go. There is a one avenue where you pay seventy five bucks, and you are able to be a part of their shop, right? Which is okay. Um, Which, truth be told, I'm willing to do. And I told Joel, you know what, I'll just fucking fork over the money and let's just get it going. The other avenue is uh, you need to have a total combined of all your social media accounts. um, 10,000 followers. 10,000 followers. Now, I don't know if we have 10,000 listeners. Now, during the dome season, we have probably around that many downloads. Truth be told, so uh, there is that possibility. Here's what I'm going to ask, and I and I don't ask much of you listeners aside from listening, enjoy, and all that. And then every once in a while, there'll be a, a Takayama fund come around, and you know I'm asking for donations for that. Okay, this is really one of the, the Joel first... Strong
1: Zero Fund,
0: <laughs> right? The Joel Strong, right? Well, that listen, that's that's right up there. That's right up there with Takayama fund. Um, I probably spent the equivalent of my last Japan trip <laughs> that I that I gave to Suzuki. Um, here's what we are asking of you, fine listeners: If you have a social media account, and we have that same account, whether it be a Twitter account, and that's really where it begins and ends at this point, um, is follow us. We need followers, right? Um, we don't tweet annoying things. It's, it's mostly Joel. Um, they're, usually they're informative. This week he had uh, a link to a, a, an, an article that he wrote on Voices of Wrestling on uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi I, that I thought was one of the best pieces I've read about pro wrestling in a very long time. And I'm not just saying that because he's my co-host. Um, I thought this was a well-written piece of sports journalism um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And you know how people and friends say, Hey, give us a read or give us a watch or give us a listen. And sometimes you do it half heartedly. You're like, okay, let me, I'll give it a listen or I'll give it a watch and I'll give it a whatever. Um, I was in on the first paragraph and I read it from bell to bell and I thought it was an outstanding job. So, um, look, we, we, we could use your help on this because at, at the end of the day, we want you to have a, a t-shirt or to be able to purchase a t-shirt. And we think that that's probably the best avenue to go. So help us get there, follow us, or if you want, just PayPal somebody, you know, PayPal Joel 75 bucks <laughs> and we can make this all go away. But uh, we kind of want to do it this way. This way would be a little bit more fun for us. And I think for everybody, you'll get a good follow on Twitter, on, on your social media and away we go.
1: Yeah, if we can get, I mean, in time, imagine me wearing a Super j t-shirt at Dominion. What a statement that would be. I would love it. I mean, I listen, I would I'd be happy if you
0: just wore it to a bowling alley, you know, of <laughs> anybody. You know, the fact that anybody would do that would pretty awesome to me. Um again, it's just a small goal, um, something that we're we're shooting for. We want this to, to be better. You know, again, one of the main things that that I talked about even hopping back into the podcast game was making sure that this was better, making sure that our listeners were taken care of more. Making sure that there were more opportunities to to enjoy the show and and and, and again, again, just different avenues. And one of the biggest things has always been t-shirts and, and and that kind of thing. So, uh, again, one of the easy. I'm not asking you to donate any money. I'm not asking you to do follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Follow us on Twitter at the Super J Cast. Right, Joel?
1: That's correct. Right,
0: the Super J Cast. Uh, if it's just Super Cast is some guy, <laughs> it's just some dude uh, who rarely tweets. Um, so, yeah,
1: he, well, he might be listening to this. Maybe I should uh, address him to see if he can hand over the account to us. Yeah, uh, he, he he had a, a good name which did fit the Super JCast thing. Uh, Julio C Castillo. Yeah. So that's, Hence the, that's Super J- Cast. J- yeah. Yeah. yeah, it works. So it does. Well done. If you're not using it, let us have it. Yeah. Well, I like what we have right now. Actually, I mean, I
0: like the logo. I like everything that we got going and rocking and rolling. So uh, uh, he can have it, but I just don't want him to get tweeted. This stuff. I don't want. It, I don't want anybody following him. He's got to follow us uh, for this to work. All right. So there's t-shirt. Yeah. There's t-shirt talk for today. Um, get on that. You guys are all oh, have always been responsive in the past, and all oh, have always come through. So we're going to ask one more time. And and, and make sure it's all your uh, phony accounts, too, that you're uh, following all the porn bots. Uh, make sure they follow us, too. Right? Thanks.
1: <laughs> my wife has just sent me a photo of my dinner. Oh, what do you got? And, uh, she She's from Thailand, so she's made me a, a Thai feast. Uh, I, she's made numping ong, which is a, a, a northern dish. It's like kind of. Minced pork and, and chili and tomato. Mm-hmm. And she's made some papaya salads and sticky rice. It looks amazing. So I'm hungry now. So uh, I'm going to rush through the rest of the show as quick as I can so I can eat my lunch. So uh, the, the main course for tonight's podcast meal is, of course, uh, we're going to be having a look at the best of Super Juniors lineup. But uh, we do have a few tasty hors d'oeuvres to whet your appetite first. Um, a bit of almost breaking news here. I just saw on Twitter, according to at Evan Deadly Sins W, who uh, I believe is the, the moderator of the, um, at, uh, the New Japan uh, subreddit on Reddit. He uh, says that uh, New Japan has a new president. For the first time ever, he's not Japanese. Uh, Harold, and I don't know how to pronounce this it's M-E-I-J. So he's 54, he's Dutch, he's lived in Japan for over 30 years. He's uh, fluent in English and Japanese. He's a fan of pro wrestling. And he's left his role as CEO of a Japanese toy company, Tomi, last year. Um, so he joined Tomy in 2014. He took the company from their biggest loss year in 2014 to their most profitable year ever in 2017. Right. And he was tapped by Bushi Road president Takaki Kidani for an executive role in New Japan. So he's expected to begin as president next month. So um, things we could expect maybe accelerated international expansion, maybe more toys. So. Any thoughts on this statement?
0: Oh, I feel like I'm on CNBC right now. I feel like I'm I do my research. I feel like I'm I, a, <laughs> I, like I'm on I want Bloomberg this to be News. informative. This is. Uh, you know, listen, I don't know much about the business end of of anything. But um, I, the the sentence that stuck out to me most was least profitable to most profitable, right? So that's you know, that that's a person who can uh, is, is a visionary. Uh, That's a, to me, that's a person who uh, has strong uh, and makes strong business decisions, right. Um, And has some guts, right. You got to take some chances to go from the bottom of the barrel to the top. So, uh, I don't know him from, uh, you know, I don't know him from Adam. So, I can't say if uh, if this is going to turn into a positive or if this uh, sets the promotion (laughs) ablaze. But again, the the one sentence that stuck out to me in all that was bottom to top. So uh, I like that trait in a person and in a leader, um, especially uh, when it comes to a promotion and a, and a business entity that's looking for growth, which new Japan is. So, Um, let's see how this works out. Um, watch in two years, new Japan goes out of business. (laughs) We do, (laughs) we're doing a ring of honor podcast. Um, yeah, it'd be fun.
1: Okay. Next up we got a Minoru Suzuki is to have his 30th anniversary match in Yokohama. Uh, Kazuchika Okada is his opponent in the free outdoor Great Pirate Festival on June 23rd. So it's quite an unusual event. It's conducted for free, as I said, and it's outdoors. So it's not in a traditional pro wrestling setting. And there's a really interesting interview with uh, Suzuki on the New Japan website. So he seems like a really lovely man. Um, Very... Uh, contradictory to his in-ring persona so he was insistent that this event would be for free but he also wanted a high-profile main event to possibly attract newcomers to pro wrestling he said he wants grannies to watch this he wants more little kids coming to the shows Uh, I guess he should probably have a word with Lance Archer about that because uh, he's not doing his bit uh, but it's also clear that it's not a celebration of himself. Uh, he said in this interview, I spent 30 years walking out on a stage that other people have busted their asses to build, and now I'm inviting people to come on a stage I've built myself. And there's the added attraction of the special 30th anniversary version of Kaze Ni playing me to the ring for the first time too. So, uh, Damon, you've met him in person. Please talk to us about Minoru Suzuki, the man. Awesome.
0: What? a. What a what, I mean... I have told the story before um, we were so we met Kevin Kelly at, at a TG, at the TGI Fridays, the famous TGI Fridays at Corican, um, before uh, him escorting us backstage um, through a set of double doors and then up a flight uh, up an elevator and then through another set of double doors and we're waiting right where the uh, um, interviews take place right after the matches where it's behind that backdrop. And um, we had our good friend Fumiaki who was there, who was going to provide the translations. And he was, he was nervous as hell beforehand. Like he was, we were at the TGI Fridays and you see Fumi kind of mouthing words like, and we're like, Fumi, you are, what, what are you doing? And he's like, Uh, oh, I'm, I'm preparing to meet Suzuki and I want to make sure I get it right. And he was really nervous. He went to the bathroom like three times. He was so scared. It was adorable. Um, Me and Eric were just pounding down beers. Um, We get back there. And, but, but at that point when we were back there and he walked out, Kevin Kelly got him, he walked out a couple things. First, he was shorter, like just in tall wise than I thought he was right. then, 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 that that was the one thing I was like, oh, okay, weird. But also, his hands were so uh, soft; they, they were not like you would think that Suzuki just beat. Be, right, that's but that's the one thing I remember. Like, just Suzuki beating people, right? when he would have hard hands, they, they were really soft. Um, but, did you say that to him? No, hey, Mr. Suzuki, no, 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 no. you're I, short and you've got very soft hands. <laughs> no, I did not say that. Um, it was it was a little bit. I don't want to say it was rushed, but it was you know. They had a show to do. It was New Year Dash. It was an important show. And here's, you know, three Americans and and Fumi uh, back here. So it was a little weird um, for everybody. But he was such a gentleman and so nice and so uh, appreciative of what we did uh, for the fund. I mean, we basically handed over, you know, between seven and eight thousand American dollars, whatever that conversion rate is. to him and, and and that was that um and he went back into the locker room and he got his phone to take pictures and what's awesome is 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 uh, and this kind of went under the radar a little bit because the pure cast went away um and, and in between the time of that and and the, and the uh, super j cast getting off uh there were there were some guys who kind of took our Torch and and ran with it. Um, they'd had a fundraiser at the last Strong Style Evolve show in Long Beach, um, and they were guys that I met at the first one, and uh, and and even Roy Lucier, who um, who uh, I met before, and and it was weird because I traded tapes with Roy back in the nineties, and I, and I finally got to meet the guy, which was kind of weird. Um, they kind of took the ball and ran with it as well, and they were able to actually hand Suzuki money at long beach. And I think Kevin Kelly was involved in that too for Takayama fund. So again, uh, um, not only am I super proud of that moment for me, and and, and it was one of the, uh, a life's dream to be backstage at Corkin and, and and to be able to hand over the money for a pro wrestler that we followed and and loved and who gave us such pleasure and joy, and then to meet Suzuki and all that. And then obviously see dash, but that kind of helped, spearhead other people to kind of get involved in that and do something like that and have it wrapped around a new Japan event. That was awesome. When I heard that, that was, that was really great. So, uh, I'm happy that I have this vehicle now so I can give them props. They did a fucking outstanding job. And I think they raised, uh, uh and I forget the exact number, but I want to say around two, $3,000. So, um, that's awesome to me, but Suzuki's great. Uh, he was so uh, nice and we took pictures on his phone. He tweeted that out. Um, it was a great, it was a great couple days, and he was awesome, and uh, I'll never forget it. Really great, and I think, and interesting too. Everybody that I've ever talked to, like he's never really come to the states. Um, a few times, like he came to Vegas, um, but usually he, when he, when he goes uh, overseas, he goes to England, he goes to London, and everybody that I talked to over there, uh, all my friends that we talked to, was uh, on, on a daily basis. They say you know that he was awesome and great and just he's just there now. He's there for uh, Rev Pro him and him and Zach, uh, rested only show. That was the show. I think it was last night or the night before. It was Keith Lee versus Ishi, and I can't wait for Rev Pro to get that fucking thing up on their site because uh, I I am salivating to see Keith Lee and Ishi again um, in a Rev Pro ring. Awesome stuff.
1: Yeah, the first match was excellent, and maybe they'll have it up on New Japan World in a, uh, in time because I know they put up some stuff on the WrestleMania weekends from the various different promotions. So I think they've got a deal in place where they can put this stuff up uh, after a period of time has uh, ex- uh, elapsed. Um, Suzuki is a very interesting follow on Instagram. Suzuki D Minoru. Lots of socks. Socks. Uh, lots like of socks. Yeah. 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 Um, lots of different hats. And flat white coffee, huh? He seems uh, again like, just seems totally... like a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He is a bit of a hipster. Yeah, you go and have a look at his Instagram account. I'm, I'm telling you, he's a, he's a very interesting looking guy.
0: What's is, is Instagram? The picture stuff. Yeah. Okay. I know. Uh, I, I yeah. Grandpa Damon. Oh, get with the times, Grandpa Damon. <laughs> All right. God. All right. Listen. What's the difference between that and um, Pinterest?
1: Uh, I don't use Pinterest, so I, I couldn't tell you. I think Pinterest is more for sort of hobbies and crafts and stuff like that.
0: And mason jars and shit like that, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm not in on either of them. Alright, so good.
1: Uh, so aside from the Suzuki versus Okada match, over the course of this two-day event, we've got uh, some of these matches, the, the titles of the matches are wonderful. Special Great Pirate Tag Team Match. That's Lance Archer and Davey Boy Smith Jr. against Rocky Kawamura and Hikaru Sato. Great Pirate Festival Opening Match. Uh, Mitsuhisa Tsunabe versus Marine's Mask. Um, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Pirate Friends Special Tag Match. Minoru Suzuki and Hikaru Sato versus Nosawa, Rongai and Masada. Great Pirate Battle between Kong and Hiroyo Matsumoto and Great Pirate Treasure Chest Match between Sanshiro Takagi and Super Sasadango Machine versus Jun Kasai and Rocky Kawamura. Uh, any of those names standing out to you, Damon? Uh,
0: a, a few, but um, I was hoping you would have a Great Pirate Battle between Dave Parker and Willie Stargell. No? Anybody get that? Come on. Oh, I'm doing old Pittsburgh Pirates, Joel. You're not going to get that reference, but they're a baseball team in Pittsburgh. Um, the Pirates. Um hmm here's what i like one free two these type of shows they have i don't want to say they have a lot of these shows in in tokyo and in japan and yokohama wherever these are the shows that are so much fun if you attend them live right so eric just got back from tokyo and he went to a show that um and i and i shared the one show that we went to during uh Wrestle Kingdom week where it was in a basement. We were in a basement, Joel. And, and the ropes were made out of uh, chain. Um, they weren't regular, but they were like like a chain. Um, and they would have like two pro wrestling matches, and then a band would play, and then they would have another pro wrestling match, and a comedian would do a bit for like 20 minutes, and then they would have another, and then like a, a girl would dance around a pole. It's just craziness. And that was so much fun. Um and this sounds like one of those shows, right? So, again, a free show. I don't know if it's a sold show where you know a, a venue will pay a promotion or somebody to run the event, and you know, but it's a free show, so I don't know how they're making money. Anywho, um, you're not going to get all top talent, but Lance Archer—that's that's a name we know, right? David Boy Smith Jr. That's a name we know, uh, and obviously a, a main event of of Suzuki and Okada. That's 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 a nice get. I think it's fun. I would, I, if I were in that area, I would absolutely go to that show because I think it would be nu- One, the undercard would be nuts. It would just be craziness, and then you, you do have some stuff you could sink, sink your teeth into at the top of the show.
1: Yeah, so any of our Yokohama-based listeners, if you're not doing anything on June the 23rd, get yourself down to the uh, <laughs> Great Pirate Festival and Great you're bound to have a good time. Is that like a? Is uh, that a?
0: Do you, do you have any idea what that means? Like the Great Pirate Festival? Is that just a? This, a is that like the Renaissance Fair that we have here in the States? Or like what? Uh, do you have any idea what that is?
1: I have no idea. I'm afraid. Oh, rats. I mean, if
0: everybody's walking around with a patch and a hook, I'd be like, I'm all in. I'm in.
1: Oh man, maybe Suzuki would be dressed up like a pirate. Oh my God!
0: Imagine that! Imagine that! That would be, that would be unreal. Okay. All right. Now now I have something to look forward
1: to. Uh, We also have to look forward to Lionsgate Project 12, which will be this Tuesday, Tuesday, May the 15th. Um, Interesting card here. We've got uh, Yota Tsuji against Yuya Uemura. We've got Manabu Nakanishi against Tomoyuki Oka. Oh, okay. Now I've had this joke in my notes for ages, but I haven't had a chance to use it. What should Manabu Nakanishi do if he has bad breath? Uh, Great.
0: I don't know. What should he do if he has bad breath, Joel?
1: Seize the Tic Tacs. Seize the Tic Tacs. No, you need to know the name of his entrance music for this joke to work. Uh, I was hoping that you would, but it's just dying on its arse now. Uh, What's the name of his music? Seize the Tactics. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I want to go and edit that, but I'm not going to. Look, someone out there will have laughed. Yes, I'm laughing now. If you laughed, let me know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Otherwise, no more jokes from me.
0: What a maniac. Ah, oh, that was great. Oh no, I want okay. more.
1: I want. I want more. I, I need one of those every show. <laughs> okay, we're uh, throw down the gauntlet now. More bad puns. Okay, I'll, I'll see what I can do.
0: Uh,
1: uh, and then uh, well, so you have got to know these little details. It's just it's like being a new Japan fan. If you want to get the most out of me, you have to you have to bring your A game to the table.
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I did not know the name of uh, Nakanishi's... Uh, music no and here's the thing too they're always weird names like again our our theme is what is it two hearts is it, it's is the name it's 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 Hiroshi Hase's theme that's how I know it is but it, it's called two hearts I just think that's uh I, I think it's both weird and somewhat fitting for that for that music it's uh pretty funny um what else is on this show this uh Lionsgate show May 15th and and I'll go so far as to say this might be the first Lionsgate show well the second that I'll watch from start to finish because I actually like the lineup. It's really looks like a fun lineup.
1: Yeah, nice and short. So uh, third match we got. Uh, well, this might put you off. Hiro Saito and Hiroyoshi Tenzan uh, teaming against Ryusuke Taguchi and Ren Narita. I think that um, might be good.
0: I think that might be. I mean, listen, the, the Tenzan Saito match uh, or, or, or partnership. I mean, the total combined age of seven hundred and sixteen. Um, and and one knee cartilage to share between the team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's fine. Uh, Narita and Taguchi should be able to, to carry the load there. Um, and this is the first time we've seen Tenzan a little bit. And it's the first time we've seen Nakanishi in a little bit, as a matter of fact.
1: How many bumps do you think Saito will take in this match? Zilch. Like Flatback bumps.
0: Zilch. I, I'll, I'll set the over-under number at, do you think he does more than two? Um, I would say two exactly. Okay. You're, you're going, you're doing, you're doing the push. I'm going to say under two. I, I, and, and, and now I. Okay. I'll
1: take, I'll take two and over then.
0: Okay. You'll take two and over. I'll the take. The benefit of the doubt. Yep. And then, um, I'll, we'll, uh, another strong zero, we'll bet a strong zero. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going under. I can't imagine him taking one back bump. None.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh fourth match we've got Shota Umino against Daisuke Sekimoto. Now this mm. is a very tasty match, isn't it? It is. And
0: and again the name uh that we're all familiar with because I am a big fan and and you should be too if you follow any of the other Japanese promotions like Big Japan and even in, uh occasional All Japan and uh I think he's been I think he's he's done DDT shows because I, I was actually at a DDT show uh, that he was on uh, and I think that he was a uh, co-holder of the ch- tag team championship as well. So he's all over the place and so you know him and you love him. Uh, Sakimoto is a name that and and I haven't dug too deep, mind you, I haven't done too much homework on it, but I, so I'm going off the top of my head. But to me, he I I can't remember the last time he w- he's been in a New Japan ring.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I've from, never seen him in the New Japan yeah. Ring. I mean, obviously, I'm a new fan, but I, I've heard of Sekimoto. But now, I'm sure somebody's going to, you know, history is not primarily as a New Japan wrestler.
0: Yeah, I'm sure somebody's going to dial up. Oh, he was on this show in, you know, you know, Nagata or wherever, you know, wherever. Uh, but, you know uh, but and it would have to be early in his career because right. From at least f- 2014, I'm trying to think back. I, I don't remember seeing him anywhere sniffing a new Japan ring. Um I really have to rack my brain. I mean I'd have to go like on cage match or something and just dig and dig and dig and dig to try and find it. But I, I'm I'm really racking my brain and I, I can't think of any um off the top of my head. You no, I'm no drawing a blank. Yeah. I mean well you know and so to me that that's interesting. Um, I don't know why he chose this this avenue and this vehicle. Uh, maybe it is a little bit low profile. Maybe it is. Um, uh, maybe he just had an open day. You know, who knows? But um, I saw that. I thought that was very interesting, um, and it made this Lionsgate almost a. Uh, I don't want to say a much must watch, but it definitely. I don't know. It really kind of got me juiced up. I'm. 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 let let's put it this way: the morning of May sixteenth. I'm going to have this Lionsgate show on um, because just for that match, it makes it very interesting and I want to see how many back bumps Saito takes.
1: Yes, I'll live tweet my responses from the uh, at the SuperJCast Twitter account as I'm watching and we can start the Strong Zero fund off to a winner. Fingers yeah. crossed. Uh, main event in this match, we've got Yuji Nagata against Ayato Yoshida. I don't know much about this guy. He appears to be... Uh, well, let me look him up on uh cage match. So he's 25 years old. He's, uh, in the part of the Kiantai dojo. Have you heard of him?
0: Uh, truth be told, I can't say that I have. Um, uh, he's getting a main event. He's getting Yuji Nagata. Um, I'm sure it'll be, as they say, a learning experience. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I hate to sound like a dope, but I can't say that I have my best of, uh, Yoshida compilation downloaded, uh, to... To give you a fair critique, so this is going to be the first time that I'm going to be seeing him. That I recollect, I may have seen him before, but it maybe just didn't resonate. But yeah, um, this will be the first time against Yuji Nagata and on the main event. Yeah, let's see what he's got. Let's see what we got. let's see what we have here. Could
1: be a five-star classic.
0: You never know. <laughs> never know. I de- I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the under on that one as well, Joel. <laughs> I'm going well, under speaking
1: the one. of uh, speaking of stars, uh, anyone who cares, we do have the Wrestling Observer Newsletter ratings for Dontaku. So. Um, Big Dave, he gave four stars for Cody Ibushi and also for Hangman against Omega. He gave four and three quarters for Ospreay Kushida and he gave five and a half stars for Okada against Tanahashi. Uh, Damon, have you got any strong opinions on this or a star, rate, star ratings a waste of time?
0: No, I don't think they're a waste of time. I think they're a very valuable tool people can use to help formulate um, must-see matches, right? Again, I know people get all batshit crazy uh, over Dave's ratings. Um, And yes, he is an an authoritative voice uh, when it comes to pro wrestling journalism. And I think people value his opinions. But I don't think it's the be-all to end-all. If Dave rates something very highly, I think it's a, a clue to people to go out of their way to watch but it's, there's no, you know, they don't get extra money in their paycheck because of it. Um, they don't, you know, see any other value aside from buzz. It's a, it's a, it's a, a big name in in the pro wrestling industry that has shown that he thought this match was was great, or this match wasn't great, um, and that's really where it begins and ends. Um, back in the day, you would use this as a guide to, for your tape trading, right? And that's really what it was. It was, you know, you only had so much money to go buy tapes or get a custom Jeff Lynch tape or whatever the case may be, right? So you would, and Dave would get the stuff before anybody else, just about, right? So Dave would see these shows and matches and rate them. And then you would go out of your way to watch those particular matches. Now that you know, everything is available to everyone, at, you know, right at their fingertips, you know, it, it it doesn't really play as much of a factor because everybody's watching everything and everybody has access to everything and everybody's exposed to everything with the networks and downloads and even, unfortunately, torrents. So uh, people are going to formulate their own opinions much easier because they have access to a wide variety of pro wrestling that you didn't have in the 90s and the early 2000s. You use Dave as that guide. Um, so people who get so upset about it now, it's, it's, I, I do kind of think it's somewhat hilarious because, again, you can like what you like and you can formulate your own opinions of what you like because you have a wider base of pro wrestling that you have access to. Again, if you're if you're complaining about those star ratings in the 90s, I hope that you're watching all Japan and New Japan and war and you know uh you know SWS and UWFI and all those promotions that happen then and then you can formulate a better, you know, uh, opinion. Um you know, use it as a guide. And I think even when Voices does their their, their match ratings, uh, when they do the reviews of their shows, it's one person's opinion of the style that they like. It's kind of like Pitchfork in the sense of, you know, a new album comes out and, you know, depending upon who the person is, they're either going to like it more than another person. You know, one of my favorite new bands out right now, it's called DMAs, right? And they, why? Because they sound like fucking Oasis, um, and, th- and that's what I gravitate to, and that's the sound that I like. So obviously I'm going to rate it high, but somebody who likes dubstep, they're going to listen to the fucking DMAs. is going to be like, ah, boring guitar, three-chord songs. Okay. You know, I think it's great. I think it's the fucking greatest thing since whatever. Um, they're, they're the most exciting band to me in the world right now. But to other people, they're going to be like, eh, it's
1: not for me, and that's fair. Now, the caveat to this is that Dave said he didn't think it was the best of the Okada Tanahashi series, but he said it was his favourite. So, of course, this is all subjective and it's his opinion. Um, but on the Voices of Wrestling flagship podcast, which I'll listening to, which is a, an excellent podcast, if anyone's not subscribed to that, you should definitely give it a listen. Uh, Joe Lanza and Rich Krejci were discussing the fact that they believe uh, Dave Meltzer has a responsibility as the um, the foremost authority in professional wrestling uh, when he is coming out with his star rating so that in the future, when people do look back on this series and think, oh, OK, Okada, Tanahashi, they've had a lot of matches. Which one is the best one? Which one should I go and watch? Then they look up these star ratings. and They're going to see, oh, this one, five and a half stars. That's the highest rated. I'll go and watch that. OK, Where, but that's, but, but, the, the, uh, but the only thing that they're investing
0: is their time at that point. Right. Again, this is not the '90s where I got I have twenty five dollars to spend and I got to buy one fucking videotape. Right. So I got to I want to find the best Okada Tanahashi match. Right now, you can go on any torrent site. I'm sure there's a, a a a match pack with every fucking Okada and Tanahashi match that they can download for free if they really wanted to. Not that I condone it, but it's there. Let's not be silly and think it's not right. Or they could go on New Japan World for nine ninety nine and uh spend a couple hours watching Okada Tanahashi matches. So, no, I don't think Dave has a responsibility toward anyone besides his his readers um and listeners uh and and himself. If that's really it. Um because again, maybe back in the day he had that responsibility of being that voice, but people didn't have access to all these shows that he did, so you wanted to get the best of the best. Now, Again, you could it's it's everything's at your fingertips. So uh, you know, again, the only thing that you you might waste is is an you know an hour of your day. Um, and, and and here's another thing too: name me a bad Okada Tanahashi match. Even if you got the worst of them, you're still watching a great match, right? <laughs> you, know, it's not, you know, it's not like you you wind up watching fucking you know the Mod Squad versus you know, you know Tim Horner or Brad Armstrong. Which probably wouldn't be a bad match, come to think of it. But yeah, you get my point, right? You're not, it, it, you know. I don't, I don't think he's. I think Dave's voice. Speaking of voices of wrestling, I think Dave's voice has has taking on new meaning in the world of pro wrestling, where in the 90s, it was the be-all to end-all. And I don't think that's the case right now because, again, I think people have access to so much pro wrestling that they can formulate their own opinions and they don't need day's help in rating
1: matches. Which is your favorite of the Okada-Tanahashi feud? <sighs> Great question. Hmm.
0: Might have been Wrestle Kingdom... Was it 10? Where uh, everyone in that building thought Okada was winning, and Tanahashi pulled it out. That one that might was nine. that was nine. That yeah. might have been my favorite one, um, just because of that factor that the fact that everyone in that building kind of felt that was that was the one. And and you know what else I really liked too? I really liked that um, G one semifinal time limit draw. I really liked that one a lot. I thought that was that was a barn burner to me. That was and the finish, you know, that closing stretch he hits that high five flow and uh, he's trying to get that pinfall and and the kickouts and the timer's kicking down and everybody's going nuts in the building because you know, nobody really foresaw Goto making the finals and lo and behold time limit draw and yeah, that added a real sense of of drama to that match that wasn't there for any of the others. Um, So I would go those two. Those two were probably my favorite.
1: Okay, so you like the Wrestle Kingdom 9 one. You liked having the swerve in the main event of the the biggest show of the year.
0: Again, I don't know if it necessarily was a swerve, um, but I think that a lot of people going into it thought that that was Okada walking away with a title. Very similar to how, not for nothing, very similar to how people felt that Naito going into that dome show last year was walking out with a title, very similar feel, um, very similar. And, and again, uh, I, you know, I, I reference Eric once again, cause he was there. He's in the front row for that, for that match. And I just remember him telling me about the crowd and everything. And it was almost a spitting mirrors image to what Naito had just at the last dome. So that might be, I don't know, maybe if we're reading tea leaves, that, that might mean something.
1: I was going to play devil's advocate and make a reference to uh, Roman Reigns losing to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, but probably shouldn't. Now, can
0: I ask a question? Because I didn't see it. I didn't watch it. And again, I don't want to veer off into WWE land too much. But um, what was the story with Backlash? Like, everybody hated that fucking pay-per-view, right? Or that big show, whatever they call it now.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I, I don't quite hate myself enough to force myself to sit down and watch that particular show. Um, But the general consensus, and even from big Dave himself, who's usually quite generous with uh, WWE shows was that it was just pretty boring apart from the opening match between uh, the Miz and Seth Rollins, which sounded like it was pretty good. The rest of them uh, seemed dull, just boring matches. Um, The the impression I'm getting is that the people who produce these matches, you know, guys like uh, Michael Hayes, who, Produce the uh, the main event with Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe, uh, just they're not in touch with what I think fans like to see in a professional wrestling match. And the matches they come up with are, are boring. It's just a lot of rest holds and, and people doing moves to each other without any real interesting psychology or, or drama or, or dynamism or sense of danger or feats of skill or athleticism that we like to see these days. That's just my take on it.
0: Right. So, you know, and that's weird for me because a guy like Michael Hayes, you know, you figure of all this, the stuff that he's been involved in in world-class and UWF and Mid-South and Georgia. Um, he, you know, he, he's been through a lot of the greatest, you know, angles and, and stuff in, in pro wrestling. Um, I, I, and which kind of lends me to believe that it's not necessarily him. I think those, those ideas that he has might get filtered even higher. And you know who that is, um, who wants to put on a show and tell stories. Um, it's, and I'll close with this, Joel. I find it amazing that, you know, you could tell me right now, you know, or, you know, tell me, a year ago that we would be seeing an AJ Nakamura program, multiple time match, you know, multiple singles matches, multiple events for the world title and the whole entire story seems to. And again, I'm not fully invested in it, so don't fucking get, get crazy. And this is the last I'll talk of it um, revolves around nut shots. Yeah, you know, that to me that is that just blows my mind. That those two guys, the talent that is in that ring, and we're talking about nut shots, not not big wins. I'm doing I'm doing my Allen Iverson, not big wins, not big matches. We're not talking about stars, nut shots. We're talking about nut shots.
1: Yeah, I'm no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are some people out there who love WWE, and that's cool. Like, you, you like what you like. Uh, you know, who, who am I to say that something is objectively good or bad? But uh, my thing with WWE is I really want it to be good. And with the roster they've got, it should be great. Yeah. But I, I, I found myself wanting. Um, but maybe we should move on. Uh, yeah. Let's talk a bit about Dominion. Uh, now, the last I heard, the first floor arena is sold out and there were only a few seats left on the second floor. So we're probably looking at a sellout there, same as last year. Uh, they are releasing some extra tickets for overseas fans, so if there's anyone who is uh, thinking about going, definitely get involved, and you can get to see me, which would yeah. be an added bonus. So that might just you know, tip the decision in favour of taking the plunge. Uh, now, this card looks awesome. We discussed the main event last week with uh, a card against Omega in a no-time limit two-out-of-three falls match. Now that you've had a week to digest it, Damon, who do you think wins? Wow, who
0: do who wins? Who's, um I'm still blown away by the fact that this is no time limit and the potential I think like they haven't had a match that has gone less than thirty, let's put it that way. Um I think it's guaranteed this goes an hour, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's going over.
0: Yeah. I mean right, they already set the bar at an hour. Wow, do you think they would go over that's amazing. Um I I'm I haven't been this excited for the potential of a of a pro wrestling match in a real long time. Uh, here's 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 the only thing that I that I that again not worry about. Um, if you're an Okada fan, I'd worry about is the fact that you have uh, Cal Palace right around the corner, right after Dominion. So, wouldn't it be something special for? Kenny Omega to be walking into that arena with his, his first uh, title defense, possibly, at the Cal Palace, That that's something that if you're an Okada fan, you got to be scratching your head a little bit and thinking, hmm, very good possibility. Number two, again, and again, we talked about this on the show, this very show. About how you know there's only a few people that really are, are posed and 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 poised and set up to be the guy that beats Okada and ends his long reign, and one of those is Kenny Omega. So you got to be worried about that again if you're a, an Okada guy going into this match. Uh, I smell a title change. Not going to lie. I smell, I, 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 gun to my head. What, what, what do I feel on my chest? I, I, I feel it. I feel this is the, this is the time they do it. Um, and it does kind of open things up for, um, someone to win that G1 and be a challenger. And I think people are kind of, the whispers I've heard have Kota Abushi might be that guy, right? Um, and versus Kenny. Title match might that, might that might be something that happens down the road. So, uh, gun to my head, gut feeling. As of right now, as we sit here on a Sunday, weeks before Dominion, I think we might see a title change here, Joel.
1: Yeah. I was thinking the same, but now I've sort of gone back and forth over it. To me, it's impossible to predict. So it's 50-50 in my mind. Like all the main reasons that you said, Omega makes so much sense. Uh, also having dropped the US title, uh, he's become a pure baby face. Like you said, the Cal Palace show coming up. Ocada's already broken the record. So all of those things make me think that Kenny will win. But then again, this is Gado's booking we're talking about. And it would not surprise me the least if Ocada wins and continues this dynasty that you know, could go on for another year. That wouldn't surprise me at all because they're really trying to establish him as this once-in-a-lifetime talent, this superstar. Um, what do you think of the stipulation, the best two out of three falls thing? Because there's some criticism that nobody will care about the first two falls and everyone's just waiting for the third.
0: If there's any promotion that might just just go st- a straight two, it's New Japan, you know that, right? So I don't I don't think it's necessarily you know, it, etched in stone that it has to be three falls, right? They could go a very long two, right? I mean, they went, let's put it this way. They went a very long one, right? They went an hour on one. It could definitely go two. Um, he, here's here's the, the biggest thing from a fan perspective that I'm kind of wondering. Would there be a backlash as we mentioned, backlash. Would there be a fan backlash if Kenny Omega does lose? Do you think that there would be a, because uh, there are uh, plenty of fans that are new to new Japan and that are here for Kenny Omega, right? And they're here because of what Kenny Omega brings to the table and, and all that. And there is this perception and this impatience when it comes to Okada, right? Of, you know, Hey, yeah, uh, I don't want to say he's the booking is burying people because that's by no means the case, but okay, now he's going to mow down Kenny Omega again. Are they devaluing Kenny Omega? Is 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 a, is another loss going to hurt him in the long run, blah blah blah. What kind of potential backlash do you see if in fact Okada gets the win and moves on?
1: I think if there was any backlash, it would have come after the Wrestle Kingdom 12 outcome with Naito losing, because everyone was so sure Naito was going to win. That was the time to pull the trigger on him. Well, there and was. he lost. There was. And there still is. There are still people to this day who who
0: have this idea that Naito should have won. And even though business is strong with Okada and, and, and better than it ever was, and, and the story is, is fantastic, that... Naito should have walked out and he should have been champion and because, and, and that has devalued Naito. There's still people who say that.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people would be upset if Kenny doesn't win, myself included. I, I will throw a tantrum if he doesn't win because you know, I think it's the right time for it. And I, I love Kenny Omega. I think uh, he'd be the perfect person to take the belt off of Okada, but you never know. Very difficult to call. Uh, interesting note here. It is the first title match with no time limit since Shinsuke Nakamura against Kurt Angle in 2008. Do you remember seeing that match?
0: I do. Um, I, I, for some reason, I remember it, me being a little bit disappointed in it. Um, I didn't think it was. Maybe, again, maybe I wanted, you know, early Kurt Angle. And I wanted late <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I I don't remember seeing it at the time, though. I don't know what was going on in my life that I didn't see it very soon. But I, um, I actually saw that match probably about a year or two ago for the first time. Um, and I thought it was okay. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great.
1: Okay. Uh, next point here, then. So at Invasion Attack. 2015 Kota Ibushi challenged AJ Styles for the IWGP heavyweight title mm-hmm. and Kenny Omega cost him the match so speaking about Ibushi Kenny has said in a recent interview I now have a perfect training partner he's made my weaknesses stronger if he's okay with it I want him to be at ringside for the oh. match I don't need interference or anything like that just for support oh damn it do you think we could get an Ibushi heel turn here to cost Omega the match, just like Omega did to him three years ago? And we got a question from uh, at Sean Sindelman uh, asking, "Do you think Kenny Omega wanting Ibushi to be at ringside for the match is the next oh. step in the progression towards Omega versus Ibushi?" Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. I mean, this is classic. This is classic '80s. Orndorff turn, <laughs> right? Abushi's gonna hold up his hand and then clothesline him. Uh, boy, oh boy, it does. It does feel that way, right? Watching thirty plus years of pro wrestling. I mean, that's 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 a that's a telling sign right there. And again, w- w- all right. Now I'm gonna ask this: Where did he announce this? Was this on Twitter?
1: Uh, I've forgotten.
0: Okay, if it was then. That I'm all for Twitter being used as a vehicle for pro wrestlers. <laughs> um, uh, huh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's what we're looking at here, right? I think that's what we're setting ourselves up for, right? Not at the Cow Palace though. Too soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no,
0: think... no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, we're set. We're that's 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 a big building, and not to say that the Cow Palace isn't a big building in the United States. Well, I mean for new japan it is um no 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 that that's 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 dome worthy that's dome yes, worthy
1: yes agree that it's got to be main event at the dome right and and again the,
0: the slow burn and the slow churn and the, and the and the and the and the dripping of 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 this story this is this this story has been this this if if in fact this does culminate in a Ibushi omega Tokyo Dome main event. This story will have been told for, you know, f- f- uh, with a with a major focus and a major, you know, meaty center. It has been a year. It would have be it would be a year, right, of this story being well, told. Go,
1: go back right to the start when they're in DDT together. We're looking well, right. at like ten years.
0: Right, right. Those outer fringes, you know, outside the meaty center, the crusty flaky <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about but you get my point yeah there's so much there in this meat pie right that uh uh you know you got your DDT history you even have uh other New Japan history Yeah, uh, uh, playing a factor in it is the fact that they were separated for such a long time and of course yes that AJ uh match where again it's the it's the glance we always talked about the glance. Um, that was an impromptu thing, apparently, according to Kenny. It was something that wasn't told of them. They just incorporated it into the match. Uh, so it's all those little things, all those layers of flaky crust <laughs> before you get to the center of the delicious meat pie is what we have here. It, 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 it's, 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 right now, it's, it's, you know between this and and the bullet club stuff that's incorporated with it and again i i did say that i kind of wanted that, that part to move on i'm kind of over that part but if you take in, in all of that all of this uh, what a story what a what a what a what a magical fucking ride it has been with these two cats it's unbelievable it's a, and and again if it ends with at, with a with a main event at at the Tokyo Dome um, dare I say it would, it would go down as one of the greatest stories and story telling between two, two, two opponents, you know, in the history of pro wrestling. It'll it'll go down as one of those stories that that people will remember for for a very very long fucking time.
1: Uh, more to this as well. There's uh, an interview with Ibushi online again. I, I can't remember where it's from. Where he said that he's envious of the bond the Bullet Club has, and now he feels alone and that he'd have a negative impact on the Bullet Club, even if he did want to join. He said that he's wondering what Kenny's thinking and why he's been left alone after the Bullet Club seemed to have patched things up. So there's definitely a story brewing here of abandonment issues. I don't know if we're going to get something as clear-cut as a turn with Ibushi attacking Omega or costing in the match or something, but definitely something bubbling under there.
0: Yeah, the seeds are planted. And uh, it sounds like seeds are being planted via social media. So uh, once again, Damon is wrong. So <laughs> so edit out all that Twitter nonsense before. And uh, uh, it, look, you know, sometimes, again, I'm not saying that there's nothing good that comes from it. I did say that there was nothing that good came from it and, and count on one hand. But um, they're, they're, if, if anybody that's doing it right, it's uh, Kenny Omega and... and this story and continuing on using it as a vehicle to help plant seeds okay they're they're, they're doing that right that's that's for fucking sure
1: and um, we've got a question here from at njpw thoughts who asks if okada does lose the title to omega what do you do to keep him out of the title picture for the next six months or so <sighs> well i mean i, I mean anything
0: you know, i don't think you i don't think you just I think he works, you know, the tag thing for a little bit, right? It's it's kind of like when anybody loses the title, um, you know, they kind of work the, the six-man. You know, I'm sure you'll see plenty of chaos, uh, six-man tags and multi-man tags that will be in to kind of just cool them off a little bit. I don't think he does like an intercontinental challenge. That's not him. Uh, Jay I, White
1: I, feud? I mean, maybe. Maybe. Because Jay White's had him in his sights since he joined Chaos. Yeah, threatening to stab him in the back. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Um, but again, I don't think it's it's Okada. You're not you're not going to keep him in that mid card mix and upper mid card mix. Along, um, I'm sure that he'll be you know easily warmed back up. But um, I think it, even though I think this is a a, a fantastic story in and of itself, his run and his reign. Um, I, I think uh, you know. Kind of having him cool down a, a smidge, you know. Maybe give him a fucking vacation, not for nothing. Let him let him sit on a beach for for a couple weeks and 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 relax. He's had he's had a re- pretty fucking remarkable run, um, and I think it would satisfy those people who, you know, feel it is time for a change and feel that, uh, you know, you, w- you want to keep things fresh. And again, Kenny Omega is the, is one of those guys that can do that. I, I think I think if we're reading the tea leaves, I think it's I, th- I think that's where we're going. I think I really do think that's where we're going.
1: Okay, here's an alternative suggestion from Tyler Fornes at the Real Fauna, who asked: With Jericho having feuded with Naito and Omega, could a uh, feud with Okada be next with a Wrestle Kingdom title match? Uh, in his opinion, Omega and Ibushi as the probable main event. So he wants Naito and what What does he want now? So he wants Omega and Ibushi in the main event and a uh, co-headlining match of Jericho against Okada. Huh. Uh, I mean,
0: here's the thing. You don't know what the status of a Chris Jericho is. I mean, mean, he he would probably do it. I, I mean scheduling conflicts aside um yeah i wouldn't have a problem with that i think i here's the thing i think i think chris jericho is more of a plus than he is a minus that's for sure um i again we saw what he did to the gate and ticket sales when it came to the dome um uh, and and he's going to help dominion that's for that's for sure um
1: where do you think we're building towards for Wrestle Kingdom next year? We had a question from uh, Armored B at Shadow of Math. So based on current booking, what do you think we're going to be getting at the Dome? I think I think you you keep Naito and
0: Omega separate. So I I mean to me, I, and again I'm ch- I'm trying to channel what I even would want as opposed to where I think that they are going, and trying to meld the two. Uh, I think we're getting. I think we're getting Kenny Abushi, and I think we're getting Naito and
1: do you think Okada? I think I, I would have guessed Naito Okada in the main event for the title. Mm. I was thinking maybe Okada wins the G1. Uh, this was before the, the Kenny Omega match at Dominion was announced. I thought uh, Okada wins the G1 as champion and picks his own challenger. And then we get a title versus title with uh, Naito still holding the Intercontinental title. And that being the match where Naito finally wins the big one. But now, I have no idea. Yeah,
0: I mean, the, the, you know, the more I think of it, how do you put Okada? Well, you did it with Tanahashi. You know, you did it with Tanahashi going for the Intercontinental title multiple times.
1: Mm.
0: I don't know. Uh, that And that's really, and I talked about this the other week, I I really am at a loss of, of where they're building to. And obviously, G1 and even Dominion is going to help tell that story. But that's why I think this is so fucking interesting, is is that no one really knows. I know somebody's going to sit there and be like, wow, well, I think it's obvious. I, said, I don't think it's that obvious anymore. And I think that's refreshing because every year you around this time you could you could see w- where it was going. Listen, we don't even know what's going to, what's going to happen out of Dominion. We can't we can't possibly sit here and say, yeah, it's 100% Kenny Omega's winning this fucking title. Well, I don't think anybody could say that definitively. I I think that's there are things that if you line it up and look at it, you think, okay, this would be a good time to do it, but I don't think that anything is a fucking slam dunk. That's amazing to me. And G one, I don't think it's I don't think it's a slam dunk that, you know who wins. Now I will say this, if if Kenny Omega wins this title, I think I think Okada wins G one. I think Okada wins G one. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird dynamic. I don't I I don't know. And and here's the thing you could put Ibushi and Omega. It doesn't have to be the dome. It doesn't have to be the dome. And you could you could do another. Well, would you do another Omega, Okada? at the dome
1: I would yeah uh, fantastic matches i mean uh, Tarahashi and okada have had what, how many matches are they on now 8 9 yeah but that and was think... over
0: that was over a, a couple year span i mean these guys are going to have True. five matches in in you know a, a two year span you know, that's, that's that does seem like a we we'd be going to the well a lot would you could you do that again could you do another omega okada at the dome or do, or do you go with a fresh matchup of, of Ibushi and, and, and Omega?
1: I go with a fresh matchup, but I don't know what Ibushi's contract status is. Is he a full timer? Would they necessarily trust having someone who historically has been quite flighty? Uh, would they book him in for something like a G1 win and a domain event? Why not? He's not. I mean, why not? Well, I
0: mean, here's the thing you got to go to him and be like, okay, uh, you're, here's, here's what we have planned, right? Here's the thing with the G1. It's a weird thing that they don't know who's going to win beforehand. I, I, I find it hard to believe that they don't. But I can't tell you how many guys I've talked to that have said, I have no idea I'm winning until I get to the building. I have no idea. So I, I don't know if you go to Abushi in advance and say, look, you're winning this motherfucking thing, right? and 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 we need you for the dome. So, you know, don't. Don't book any kaiju big battle for January 4th. Um, you know, it, I, I would think that conversation would need to take place. But here's the thing. It's not like he gets booked and any no-shows. You know, he's he's flighty in the sense of he likes to do his own thing, and he likes to have fun, and he likes to think of pro wrestling as, as how he likes to think of pro wrestling. But it's not like he's a, a flight risk, right? It's not like he's, you know, you're going to book him for the dome, and he's going to, again, jet off and go work fucking kaiju big battle um
1: no but if you book someone in a domain event you're expecting that as a long-term commitment i don't mean just for the match itself i mean you're giving them some shine that you know is an investment in the future that you would hope is going to last you you know good five years or so after that that yeah this this is a star in the company this is someone new main evented our biggest show of the year and they don't necessarily get that guarantee with him okay Uh, but he's not winning the title to dome i wouldn't
0: do that mind you and i don't think he would he would well, I can't say that he wouldn't, but maybe he likes the freedom uh, as opposed to the title but you know the guy was in the semi made event with Nakamura right and it's not like and 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 if you're looking for long term burn with with abushi during that time frame I mean that was right you know right right after that he turned into I'm going everywhere else but new Japan right uh so i mean i I wouldn't worry about that too much I mean to me it, uh, if that match were to occur omega you know would be the guy but here's the thing around that time too we're talking how, what's kenny omega signed to kenny omega's i i and don't hold me to this this might be something we need to research and i might be talking out my ass but doesn't his contract expire at the end of 2018
1: yeah that was what i'd heard as well there was some talk about a two-year extension. I don't know if that was signed or not, or I might have dreamed that up. I don't know is the short answer.
0: Right. He said he was staying, and, and again, I don't know the dates correctly, but I think around that time is when you kind of start needing to look at that situation again, right? Um, so again, we'd have to look that up and see. But there are a lot of balls that are in the air that need to be caught, so to speak. Um But I think Ibushi, I wouldn't be too concerned with that. I think as long as he's in for the burn up to the dome, you're good. Um, After the dome, I got to shoulder shrug and be like, I don't know what we do with the guy, to be truthful. And I don't know what he wants to do.
1: Okay, so looking at the rest of the Dominion cards, uh, official matches, we've got Naito against Jericho. Uh, A lot of people thought we were getting that at the Cow Palace, but I'm not sure whether or not Jericho would work for New Japan in the USA given his loyalty to WWE. Uh, we've also got and Sonado against the Young Bucks. We've got uh, Goto against Elgin against Taichi in a triple threat match. And we've got Rey Mysterio against uh, Mystery Partners. Obviously, they don't want to tip their hand for the best of Super Juniors by announcing who he's facing. Um, thoughts on those matches and who you think uh, Rey Mysterio's opponent could be?
0: I'll work my way backwards. Uh, I think I think Osprey would be the odds-on favorite, right? To uh, uh, because of what they set up in Long Beach, um, that or or, or Marty Skrull, right? That that's a that's a possibility too. I um, think
1: Osprey Mysterio was once the plan for the Cow Palace, so maybe Ray does another angle with Osprey in Japan to set it up.
0: Yeah, I mean that was the you know the whole pointing at the belt, and I and I it would be a dream for Osprey to take on uh, Ray Mysterio. I think that that makes the most sense to me. But again, again, they probably just don't want to tip their hat to the best of the super juniors. That makes sense. That 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 lineup that you just read off, that's a fucking stacked lineup. There's not a bad match that you read off right there. There's not a bad match. And that's only half the show. Yeah,
1: only half the show.
0: Yeah, that's that's that's, and again, Dominion always seems to be one of those shows that always does very well at the year end awards. Um, always gets plenty of votes um you know between the G1 finals wrestle kingdom and dominion really is 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 um always a three way three way race um that usually wrestle kingdom wins hands down but still this is going uh, i I cannot wait for this show i'm super jealous of you who will be in attendance in the building who will have live reports um from dominion that's it that's a, a stacked that's a stacked lineup. And you know what match I'm really looking forward to? And and because finally it's it, it it has occurred, Young Bucks Evil Sonata. I'm I'm all in on that. I think that is going to be a fucking a banger. It's going to be great. Uh and then you got here here's my only concern. That's, you got a stacked lineup there, right? And you know Okada and uh Omega are going to go a long fucking time. This show is going to be a seven-hour show, right? This is going to be a long show because we want to make sure everybody gets a decent amount of time. They're going to be rushing ring entrances. People are going to be in and out of the ring in no time flat. That undercard, I don't think there's going to be a match that's going to go over eight minutes, uh, anything before intermission. So uh, I just hope they give everybody ample time, but that's my only concern. It's going to be a long show, um, and uh, but it's going to be an exciting show. I'm sure it'll, it'll feel like it'll go quick. Uh, and I just hope they give enough people enough time to make sure everybody's matches are solid.
1: Um, also, what stood out to me here, people couldn't report how upset the New Japan office is concerning the San Francisco ticket sales is all they want. But if Jericho and Mysterio are booked for Dominion only and they don't set up any angles for the Cow Palace, then to me that tells you how New Japan really feel about business in the States. <sighs>
0: yeah, um, they still haven't announced anything in the camp because of Dominion. I get that, but geez, Louise, man, you can't you, you can't just book a building like that and then not announce anything. Um, I'd be very curious to see where they are ticket sales wise pre Dominion and what happens after. Right? So when it, when the when the shows are announced. And people have some kind of an idea of what it looks like, what kind of how that how that response triggers ticket sales. Um, I think you made a very good point in with Chris Jericho in the United States. I would not be surprised, and again, I don't know for certain. I would not be surprised if that's the case where Jericho is not working U.S. as part of of his. Again, not he can do whatever he wants. He's not under contract. But trust me, there there is an awkward moment i'm sure between uh kennedy mcmahon and chris jericho if if something like that were to happen the next time they meet so uh i think it's a valid point and uh, will people be
1: disappointed mm-hmm. possibly possibly yeah Okay, so let's move on to the main course tonight, which is, of course, the Best of the Super Juniors 25, sponsored by none other than Fire Pro Wrestling Worlds. Have you, have you had a chance to see any of this yet? Fire Pro Wrestling? Yeah. I
0: do it. I play it all the time. Um, new one. I love the Fire Pro. And here's the thing. Again, I don't play, like, like I, I let it sim. So as nerdy as this sounds, uh, I, have a, I have a little notebook a little note I'll, I'll let it tap the microphone that's my notebook uh that where i have booking i i, I book out stuff <laughs> and uh, and there's a whole community there's all kinds of mods so you know you can get every single ring you know so you can get like the ring from wrestle kingdom and all the logos and all the adverts that are in on the ring mat all customized boom you can get every you know download them and incorporate them in in uh noah ring ring of honor ring turnbuckle you know everything is customizable in that game which makes it great so uh yeah there's and there's all kinds of match mods and um there's a whole community fire was at fire pro arena so if you're a fan of the fire pro series um uh, it's coming out on playstation 4 soon right joel uh i think in the summer months
1: yeah i don't know the release date but i know it's definitely got something scheduled i yeah. do have a ps4 myself so as soon as that comes out I'm on board.
0: Yeah, I bought a laptop sp- specifically for Fire Pro Wrestling. Um, so I have that. And then, and I will say this, Fire Pro Wrestling has has elevated my my video game playing uh, because that kind of, like, I didn't know what the fuck Steam was, right? Listen, I asked you what the fuck Instagram was. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck Steam was. But now I know what Steam is, and, you know, it, it introduced me to Payday, uh, which I haven't played as, as often because... Uh, And, again, we're going to get back to the best of the Super Junior in a minute. Joel, I'm addicted to this fucking XCOM, too. I'm addicted to it. I I can't fucking get enough of it. And here's the thing, too. I guarantee you, those people watching XCOM or making XCOM, they know the pro wrestling. Joel, there is a wrestler. His name is Kenji Yamada. Or there's there's a a soldier. His name was Kenji Yamada. I was like, this mother, And then there's somebody Watanabe. And I'm like, I right, listen, I'm sure they're common names, whatever. But I, like, I was like, this, this is how, these motherfuckers have to like the pro wrestling. Like all these Japanese soldiers all have pro wrestling tied names. I don't know. Seemed fucking weird to me. So, I, of course, I had to recruit him. And he's like my top uh, sh- sh- uh, sharpshooter right now. It's fucking awesome. I can't let him die. I'll, I'll cry. All right, very good. I'm done.
1: Okay. Well, my video game update. I'll finish Bloodborne. I'm not going to be playing any of the Chalice Dungeons, and I've just started Dark Souls Three. So, wish me luck on that particular journey. What
0: are they? Wait, wait, wait! No, 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 Wait, wait. Are they like zombie games? Are they first-person shooters? What are these games? Give me, give me, uh, give me a Reader's Digest quick rundown. Too too long. Didn't read version. Uh,
1: it's a role-playing game, sort of medieval fantasy, sort of Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing. But it's more to it than that. It's just very addictive gameplay mechanics where it's quite challenging. Um, it's got a reputation for being a really difficult game, but I think that's unfair. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's not an easy game. So All right, listen,
0: you, here's yeah. what you need to do: you need to get a hold of that Rich Crete. Didn't he have a video game podcast?
1: Uh, he does one, uh, Squashing Buttons, I think it's called, on the Patreon, and he, he does play video games and, and streams that.
0: All right, so uh, here's 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 number two. Again, we need uh, the Twitter followers. We want to get our, uh, our stuff on Pro Wrestling Tees. Here's number two. I want everybody to hit up that Rich Creech, and I need Joel to be on this Smashing Buttons thing. Uh, you know, he, This is a big-time video game player I got on the other end here, and he needs to be a part of this. So uh, at, at that Voices of Wrestling, at that Rich Creech, we want Joel on the Smashing Button podcast thing. All right? Let's make that happen. All right, let's move okay. on. Best, best of the Super uh, Joe.
1: Okay, so block A, we have ACH. Bushi, Flip Gordon, Taiji Ishimori, Tiger Mask, Will Ospreay, Yo, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Block B has Chris Sabin, Dragon Lee, El Desperado, Hiromu Takahashi, Kushida, Marty Skull, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Show. So, Damon, please give us your thoughts on this lineup. Uh, we will go into each wrestler in more detail, but just your overall thoughts, because at Mister United 2018 says it has the potential to be the best ever. Are you in agreement?
0: Best ever is a uh, it's pretty lofty, right? Um you look back at the past winners. Kushida was last year, Osprey, then Kushida, Ricochet, Devitt, Taguchi's in that mix. Uh Abushi's in that mix. I mean, best ever in the past decade because, you know, those 96 ones, you know, you had Liger and Benoit and Otani and you know uh, Eddie Guerrero and you had some pretty decent names in there. Uh, so I don't know if I don't know if I can safely say best ever. Here's what you Here's what I'm guaranteeing you're going to get. First night main event is always great, right? It's always dare I say almost a show stealing kind of match that first night. Um, I remember Will and Marty Scurll making his debut, if, if I'm not mistaken, there. Uh, I remember the, the the famous or infamous Ricochet-Will match from Cork and Hall. That was night one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you're going to get a great one there. You're going to get great semifinals, right? Guaranteed. And then always the finals is always in the mix for match of the year. It, it's always in the conversation um again Kushida will last year Toguchi. I, mean, I remember Toguchi Osprey from 2016 that was a fantastic fucking match and it might have been my favorite and best Toguchi match of all time uh also uh, remember Kushida and um uh, um oh fuck me uh Kyle O'Reilly I remember that recent I don't know if that was 14 or 15 I don't know whatever uh that that was great uh, best the lineup is tight. I like the lineup. I listen. I was very happy to see ACH. You knew that. Um, Alex, uh, not Alex Shelley. Uh, uh, Chris Saban. That was a. I don't want to say that was weird, but it seemed like that came from out of nowhere. Right? That came from left field. Uh, it has potential. It's 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 a it's, a, it's an absolutely strong lineup. Um, it has potential. It, it'll it'll be. It'll be in the discussion. I don't think anybody's going to be hand waving this. I think this is a, this is must must watch. Uh and I think uh I think the lineup is very tight. I think it's very good. Um it'll be it'll be up there.
1: It'll be up here. Well, compared to last year, we've got LIGO, Ricochet, Taichi, Taka, and Volador Jr. out and sho yo, Flip Gordon, Sabin and Ishimori in. So that's a net positive, surely.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, you you who is you know, everybody's leaning for Ishimori taking this
1: I don't know if that's a slam dunk to be truthful yeah you just wonder why he came out and attacked Osprey and challenged him if he's not going to go on and win the whole thing I mean is that to just set up the main event for the first day it would seem a bit strange for him not to win it after that happened it seems like there are 750,000
0: challengers right now for that I mean, again, when, when you look back at, at Strong Style evolved, I mean, it, it seemed like you had th- at least two potential matchups right there, right? Uh, between Will and 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 Mysterio, and even Mysterio and 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 Skrull and Skrull and and, and Osprey, and, and that whole dynamic. Uh, now you're adding Ishimori in the mix, um, and, and and again, I don't know if if it's a slam dunk that he wins, um. You know, everybody's kind of leaning toward Takahashi and Ishimori in the finals, and it would make sense given the Los Ingobernables and uh, Bullet Club tie-in. Uh, nobody's 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 given me uh, Tiger Mask to win this. That's for, that's for fucking sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't think it's a slam dunk, but I think I think. You're looking at it logically. I think Ishimori has to have the odds, and I think uh, I think Hiromo would be my second pick. So yeah, it makes sense that that we would see that in the finals.
1: Uh, Luis Velasquez at Swordfish zero zero eight three zero asks, "How does Damon feel about not seeing Uncle Liger in this tournament?"
0: <sighs> I got to be honest; it's it's weird, right? It's it's definitely weird. I think I said that when I saw the poster. I was like, eh. it's the first one, you you, you no know, Liger." Uh, I think I, I think it's commendable that he uh, is sticking to his guns and sticking to his word and saying that okay, that was my last one, and it's not turned into a Terry Funk situation where you know two months later he's back, and and, and you know he's not even two months, you know, a year later he's back in the tournament. So I think that's commendable. I think it's weird. Hey, you know what? I watched um, I watched Liger on these Ring of Honor shows just this past weekend. Um, he was with. Tagged up with cheeseburger, he, he got, <laughs> Liger got a nut shot as well. A lot of nut shots in pro wrestling recently. Uh, Bully Ray gave him a gave him a little shot to the family jewels. Um, a lot of nut shots. Uh, yeah, weird. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's uh it it it's it's, it's, it's you, you just it's like a warm blanket. You just become accustomed to it. But uh, I think it's a good thing that he has decided to. To, uh, I think he could still go. I, let's put it this way. I think he's better than Tiger Mask, right?
1: Yeah, agree. Uh, the match he put on with uh Strong Style Evolved, was excellent. A very good match indeed.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a matter of him wanting to do six or seven singles matches in, in, the, in the summer heat under the mask again. <laughs> I don't know how they do that in the summer with the mask. Oh, my God. That thing's got to stink. Um, yeah, it's weird. To answer the question, it's weird, and uh, but I think it's good for him, and I think it's good for the tournament, and to give people an opportunity. It's a it's a it's a youngsters tournament, um, as it should be. So uh, good for him for having the balls that and the and the guts to walk away from it.
1: Okay, so what we could do is quickly touch on each competitor. You give me your thoughts on them, how you expect them to fare in their block, how many points you think they'll get, etc. Okay. Uh, so. ACH. So, Damon, you were lamenting the possibility of his non-inclusion a couple of weeks ago. He's in. Please tell us what it is you like about ACH. I like the, I
0: like, I think he's a solid pro wrestler. Um, I think he adds an element of danger, right? You want the, this is where you want the flips. This is where you want uh, dangerous spots, right? Uh, High acrobatic spots. And I think he delivers on that. Uh, with that being said, I'm not expecting him to make a massive run. Right? I think he'll wind up middle of the road, middle of the pack. Um, I don't expect him to be in, in the finals or even in the semifinals. I think he's there to uh, put people over in the long run. Uh, he'll be in the mix early, of course, as they always do with that, that, making sure everybody is competitive. But at the end of the day, he'll be middle of the road.
1: How about Bushy?
0: Bushy's tricky. Um there's a lot of people who like Bushi, and I think people like Bushi because he's a part of the coolest faction in pro wrestling, dare I say. Uh, but again, I think he is middle of the road. I think he'll be middle of the road when it's all said and done. Um, eh, maybe higher middle of the road. W- w- he's in with ACH. Who else is he in with?
1: Uh, Flip Gordon, Ishimori, um Tiger Mask, Osprey, Yo, Kanamaru.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be, I, I, you know, I think Ishimori, Osprey hold the, the the top two spots, and then somewhere down below there, Bushi will be in in the middle, uh, you know, maybe, maybe maybe below Osprey when it comes to total points. But yeah, I don't think he sniffs the semis or the or the finals.
1: And Flip Gordon, did you know that Flip Gordon is a flat Earth believer?
0: No, oh wait a minute! Did I know that? I might have. Yeah, maybe I. Because they made reference of it. I think Cody made reference to it in one. You know, in ring interview. Uh, I don't understand how you could travel the globe and think that. Like, like the whole the whole idea of what jet lag is, <laughs> you know, should kind of clue you in that the Earth is round. Uh, again, I how I don't. I mean, is he just ribbing people? Like, is that just a, kind of like a just like a jokey thing that he does? Or does he truly believe that the Earth Earth is flat?
1: As far as I know, it's legit. I mean, I'd like to know where it is these people think that the world actually ends. So right. at what point, it, because surely then, if you fly from that point to the point that they think is on the other side of the Earth, that in reality would take like an hour, uh, they think would take... What two days or something? I just I don't get it personally. I know there are a lot of people who get really really upset and angry about oh why does this person think the Earth is flat? Uh, you know it's not something that's going to upset me quite so personally, but it's just a bit strange, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean you know there's people that believe you know you know people believe a lot of different things, Joel. You know I, I, you know I mean just in my country alone uh, it feels like we live in three different countries uh, depending upon what state you travel to. So um, I just find it. Here's what I don't understand with that, though. All right. Let's say you fly out of you have you wrestle and you wrestle in Philadelphia, East Coast. You take a flight uh, because your next scheduled date is in Tokyo, Japan. So you fly out of Newark, New Jersey or Philadelphia or whatever, and you fly to Tokyo. Okay, then your next pro wrestling venture would be, say, you're wrestling for WXW in Germany. Right? So you fly from Tokyo to – I don't know where they hold shows. I'm just going to say Berlin for the, the sake of it. They fly to Berlin, right? Okay, great. Then his next date is in London for uh, Progress. By the way, Progress has their strong style uh, – super strong style tournament uh, uploading. I watched the night one. Excellent. Excellent. I'm a big fan of the Progress. Uh, night 2 is on their service, and I will be watching that this evening. Big fan of The Progress, and they're coming to the United States, Joel. They're coming to uh, New York, um, Chicago, Seattle. I would highly recommend it. It's, it's really good shit. Um, and the thing about it is, Joel, both all those shows, they're doing a split show with Avav. So Evolve is in the afternoon, and Progress is at night at each of those shows. Oh, it's going to be great pro wrestling. In August, they're coming. So watch the progress. A lot of people that you'll know, a lot of, uh, a lot, you know, the, the Zach is there. The Keith Lee is there. Um, fun stuff. Anyway, anywho. So getting back to my point. So we've wrestled in Berlin. Now we're going to London for progress. And then uh, two days later, you have a show in New York City. What do you? What, how do you think you got there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it has to be, it has to be a circle, right? How could you just go in one linear straight line and wind up back where you started is my question. If you believe that the earth is flat.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So at some point they think uh the plane is turning round and going back the direction it came like, from. You can't than... be that dumb.
0: Like it can't really? Is that really what he believes? It can't be that stupid. Oof. Oh my god. If, if that were the case, then there would be no like why how could how, how would how could anybody get to India? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? How could anybody get to uh Mongolia? Hey, right? if if that were the case. Yeah. My goodness gracious! All right, very good. Enough of this nonsense. I, that, that hurts my head. Uh, I hope he loses. I hope he goes over. Just, just knowing that knowledge that he be, believes the Earth is flat. I hope he loses every match. <laughs> good be, yeah, wow! No. Yeah, that's a hot take right yeah, there. Yeah, I would lose every match just, to, just to pay, just to pay the the, the logic price. Uh, he should lose every match. Um, just, just that's done. Oh my God, so silly! All right, uh, but I like him though. You don't, you don't. You're not a fan of his, are you?
1: Uh, jury's out for me. The matches that I saw at a uh, Rising, I thought were pretty bad. So, you know, maybe he was just having an, an off day. He was you know, trying to wrap his head around the concept of, of flying around the world. Or maybe the um, pull of the, the curvature of the earth threw him off when he was going for his signature moves. I don't know what it was, but those matches didn't click with me. So uh, he's got uh, seven chances here to do better. So I'll wait and see.
0: I like him I think he's fine I think he I, 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 I think he's better than fine I think he's I, I think he's very talented I think he's got a lot to, to learn and a lot to grow and I think that's what you know he's doing Um, I, I, I think I think he's a perfect fit for this type of tournament to be quite honest I think he's that that's you know if you're going to have him learn and you're going to have him grow and you're going to have him in a new Japan ring, this is this is his wheelhouse. I think he'll shine, and I think he'll surprise a lot of people. I'm excited to I'm excited to see him, and I think he'll do fine.
1: Okay, next Taiji Ishimori. I've been reading up on him on the excellent HairyWrestlingFan.com. So Ishimori, he's five foot four. He's 35 years old. He debuted in 2002, started off as a young lion in the New Japan Dojo. He won a one-night under-30-year-old tag tournament with Hiroshi Tanahashi, and they beat Taguchi and Shinsuke Nakamura in the final. He left in 2005 to work for All Japan. He later worked for Noah. He won their junior title three times. He won the tag belt six times. uh, Five different tournaments. He was in a tag team with Kenta. Uh, there's a brilliant match with them against Kota Ibushi and Naomichi Marafuji, which I would recommend everyone having a look for. Uh, he was in the 2010 Best of Super Juniors, which he lost in the semifinals to a pre-Bullet Club Prince Devitt. He also teamed with ACH in 2016, so there's some history in their block match. And he had a great match with Kushida in the 2016 Super J Cup. So he, this guy's been wrestling for 16 years all over the world. So we can expect him to be able to adapt to Japanese style, lucha style, Western styles, put on some quality matches. And as we said, there's a real chance of him getting instant success. Like there's no need to build this guy up. Um, it was interesting that he said backstage that he specifically reached out to Tama Tonga, which gives a bit of shine to Tama. So uh, you mentioned you think Ishimori's going to go all the way and win this, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. And, and and again, just reading off that list, you know, he's been around the block a few times. I think a lot of people recognize him from his time with ACH. Uh, he, they were in the um, uh, the junior tag tournament. Uh, I know that goes under the radar for a lot of people, but uh, I remember him and ACH tag teaming and, and having a real fun tag team. And we really enjoyed the time that they, they spent there doing that. So, yeah. It's not like you're getting a rookie. It's not like you're getting some, you know, somebody fresh faced in the sense of you know the the spotlight and and what it means to be a top flight junior in New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to be uh, a shock to the system for this guy. He he's been here before and he's done it um, very well. So no, uh, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Take a look at those matches. He's he's had really some fantastic matches in Noah and, and again I know that flies under the radar for some people but there's a back catalog there that you can really sink your teeth into yeah I think he I think he I mean I think the cards are laid out that he wins this thing and 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 I would like it I think that would be a good thing
1: okay uh, Tiger Mask 4 is he the weakest or yeah. the least interesting wrestler in this competition
0: yep absolutely hands down he's there to take falls I would think uh, but now again they always seem to make them competitive so he'll get a handful of wins, but I, I, again, yeah, he is what he is. Nobody's expecting um, him to go f- far at all in this, so
1: no worries there. Uh, Will Ospreay, he feels fresh to me because he's been positioned as the junior ace. How do you think he's going to get on?
0: He'll make it to semi uh, semifinal. I think he'll be uh, you know the winner of that block moving on um, to the finals. But uh, yeah, I, he'll be absolutely in the mix. He's a champion. He can't take too many falls. So, yeah, I think he'll be right up there.
1: Yeah, I was just looking at the schedule here, and on the last day, he faces uh, Flip Gordon. So I don't know if it could possibly be Flip costing him a spot in the final. Um, but it seems the the story here that uh, I mentioned before, that uh, he and Kushida have just battered each other so much that they are not at 100%. They're not healthy for this best of senior super juniors competition, which will allow someone like Ishimori to, to jump ahead and, and steal the tournament. Yeah, that's uh, been the, okay. that, and, that, and that's
0: been the story of his entire 2018. You know, between right. the, the battering that he got from Skrull, the battering he got from Kushida, yeah, that might, that might tell a tale that this guy's not 100%. And yeah, and he can slip on a banana peel and, and take a loss, and it would make sense.
1: How about Yo. I'm looking forward to see he and show in singles action here. I think the matches will be good. I don't know how you
0: position them to to um to be high in the blocks. I I, I don't know e- either show or yo. Um, I think they're in Rapongi 3K. I think they play the role of what the young bucks might have played in years past in this tournament, where good matches, uh, but they're there to kind of. Elevate other talent uh, because they have a role within the company right now as a tag team. So, while well, again the matches will be good, I don't know how how far and how successful point wise they'll be in the tournament.
1: And Yoshinobu Kanemaru,
0: he's a dark horse. Um, that's a good question. I, I probably. Gun to my head, I'm saying middle of the road, but, uh, I mean, again, we're looking at a, 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 another Noah guy who had great success there that, you know, it, it it it's not like it wouldn't make sense if he was very successful in his block. I don't think he gets out of the block, right? Um, and I think the numbers kind of set the table for him being middle of the road. But... You know again, a guy who's had great success as a junior and know it, it wouldn't shock me to see him get wins over over you know established new Japan guys. Um, but I see middle of the road,
1: okay. So moving on to the block B guys, we've got Chris Sabin. Now, I haven't seen much of him outside of his work with the Motor City machine guns. Some people are saying that he's broken down, that his knees are shot. Um, perhaps he needs to fully transition to a power-based junior style, which has always been a strong part of his game, given that there's a feeling that nowadays he's just not quick enough to do what he used to. Uh, what are your thoughts on his inclusion?
0: Uh, again, I thought it was, I don't want to say weird, but it was, uh, you know, I think if you listed 10 guys that could possibly fill that role, I don't think he would be on anybody's 10. Not to say that, that I don't enjoy his work. I just thought it was just, you know, kind of out of nowhere. Um I think he's he is a absolute solid guy in the ring. He's not going to have bad matches. I tend to sort of agree with what you said earlier about maybe injuries and 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 just the wear and tear on the body. But I think this is a decent spotlight for him, and I think he's going to make the most of it. Um, I think he's there to lose. I think he's there to put people over, but. Um. Yeah, I think I, I don't think you're. I don't think you're going to walk out of a, of a Chris Sabin match and be disappointed with a match.
1: No, I
0: think. It'll, but I think he'll be bottom of the bottom of the of the point standings.
1: Well, what I heard is that New Japan have been trying to get um he and Alex Shelley in the best of Super Juniors for quite a while. Um, maybe they've given up on Shelley. I understand that he doesn't like wrestling that much. Actually, the injuries are worn down. He still does some work for Ring of Honor, which is not quite so physically demanding, and he does a lot of agent's work. And he's uh, finishing up his degree as a physical therapist or maybe just simply doesn't have time for any more wrestling than he already does.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, well, he was hurt in the um, 2000... What year fucking was that? Where he, was, he was in the semis, and then Tai Chi wound up replacing him. Um, uh, what was it? 14? I'm going to say 14. The year Ricochet won yeah it was it was uh, kushida and taichi because shelly got hurt taichi was like third or fourth and he moved up in the in the bracket because um shelly got hurt um and then didn't shelly get hurt again i, I want to say he got hurt too maybe i'm thinking of somebody else but yeah i mean he 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 hasn't had much luck when it came to the super best of the super juniors and injuries so uh yeah good for him i mean i i remember you know maybe about a year ago we had talked about that in the sense of it just felt like Alex Shelley just, I don't, I don't know if his heart wasn't into it, but it just didn't seem like it was the same. Um, so it makes sense. Good. I, listen, I, I, as long as he has a life outside of pro wrestling and, and a future and something to, uh, kind of grab onto that's that. I think that's a positive thing. Anytime I hear that, I always kind of think, oh, okay, good for you, dude. At least you got something fucking lined up when you're, you know, 35 and 40 and you can't, you know, fly around the ring, you've got something to back yourself up on. So, yeah,
1: good for him. Okay, Dragon Lee.
0: Great, right? And and, and he's in the same block with uh, Takahashi. So the the possibility of having those two singles match, we know the great stuff that they could produce uh, and the history that they've had of great matches. So um, the fact that they were in the same block Warmed my heart. We get to see the chop exchange. The, you know the the three minute back and forth chop exchange. That always is a, a pleasure to watch. So uh, he'll be top. He'll be top of uh, the rung. Maybe semis, um, but he'll be in the mix and he'll do well. And again, we had the idea of him and and Takahashi once again. Is it warms my heart.
1: Yeah, a lot of people in this block. I'm mainly looking forward to them seeing uh, facing off against Hiromu. Uh, next one, of course, being El Desperado. Uh, I said before that I really wanted to see a singles match between the two of them, and now it looks like we're going to get it. Any other thoughts on Despy?
0: I like Despy. I think he's uh, one of the best of Suzuki-gun. Um, I know that we're going to see the mask spot with him and Dragon Lee, though, that I hate, the ripping off the mask. I never understood that. Oh, I we go through that every single time but um I like him middle of the road though for despie and uh yeah I think is I think everybody's kind of leans toward this block when it comes to, to to potential lineup right potential matches I think there's a lot of good quality match matchups here um uh, him against uh dragon Lee's one him against takahashi again is another that I would uh kind of circle on the calendar sure
1: Okay, and on to Hiromu Takashi himself. So you you've got him penciled in to win the whole block, right?
0: I do. Yeah, I I think that's the guy that we uh, that we're leaning on to have uh, quality matches, most po- point total, winning the block. And I'm, I'm again, gun to my head, I'm I'm saying that he loses in the finals to Ishimori.
1: Okay, and this is a pretty stat block. How do you think Kashida lines up here? A top
0: he's gotta be I think he's in the in that third spot, right? I think he's in that third spot. And I think the the he's always in the top regardless. Uh you know, he won last year. He wasn't in the finals, but I think he was in the semifinals in two thousand sixteen, then he won it in two thousand and fifteen, and then he was in the finals against Ricochet in two thousand and fourteen. So this would be the first year that he's either not in the semifinals or the final. He's got to be in the semifinals, right?
1: I don't know. Well, on the last day, he's facing Hiromu. So I would see that as Hiromu yeah, taking time. the win there. Yeah. And then Kashida possibly uh, going up to heavyweight. Yeah. What's your cat's, what's your cat's hot take? Uh, Scampi wants to leave. So <laughs> it gives me a bit of a dilemma when I'm podcasting with Scampi, because if I close the door with him outside, then he just sits outside the door and cries to come in. Right. And then when he's inside, he'll get bored eventually. Um, I've had to stop him from chewing on plastic bags for the past half an hour. Aww. And now he wants to go outside again. All right, so the, I'm going to go, I'm yeah, going to go and let him out. And while yeah. I'm doing that, you can tell us a bit about Marty Skull.
0: I'll tell you, I'll tell you all about Marty Scurll. But See that that now we got, we, we have dilemmas because you, you think, you just rattled off Kushida, who consistently has been at the top since 2014. Uh, you got uh, Hiromo, who, you know, is always penciled in now as, you know, the top. And again, we're kind of leaning toward him winning the the block. You know, you know now that I kind of think of it out loud, I would not be surprised if, if Kushida wins this block. I really wouldn't be surprised. Um I think Marty Skrull is in the mix, but again, somebody's got to lose. You know, there's only, it's only going to be one winner out of the block. So I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess he's high or mid, right? So, you know, the world needs ditch diggers too. But now I'm kind of going back and forth between Kushida and Takahashi. Again, I like the idea of the built-in Bullet Club uh, Losin Gobernables thing that's built in already but how do you dismiss kushi how do you dismiss kushida and and and, and again the booking kind of tells the story that he's always been in the mix huh so i might have to go back i might have to go back and change that and say kushida wins the finals or you know he's in the finals and 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 wrestles
1: Ishimori. Okay, and then Ishimori beats him as a symbolic passing of the torch.
0: Yeah, but how many fucking symbolic torches have we passed already? But if
1: Kushida is to move up to heavyweight, that could potentially be his last match as a junior. I mean, this is a lot of speculation involved in this, but it's one possibility. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I just, again, this whole thing, I I find it very difficult to leave Kushida out of that mix. Yeah, you know what? Joel, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to say Ishimori beats Kushida in the finals. Um, I like that. I think that I think that's where we go. I think it's hard for me to dismiss the fact of what Kushida is to this junior, even though to like I and I love Kushida, but I just think Hiromo is that spark plug and that powder keg, uh, uh, ticking time bomb as he likes to call himself. So, but yeah, I think Kushida. Now that I'm now that I've talked myself into it, I think Kushida wins the block and. Uh, against Skrull. He's got to be middle of the road. It's going to be high middle of the road, but it's going to be middle of the road, and uh, away we go. I think that's where we go from there.
1: Okay, what do we expect from Yusuke Taguchi?
0: Well, he's Taguchi, right? So he always shines in this. Uh, I think I think the best from a point perspective-wise is middle of the road, but I think uh, from a fan perspective, I think you know, you're know you looking forward to the best of Taguchi, right? Yes, you might have... Uh, a a little bit of comedy but i think that needle kind of points more toward quality strong matches right um i think that's really the the case here and i think that's where we go uh strong matches but lower point total
1: and last but not least show do you think he's got more upside than yo
0: i don't know that's hard to say i can't i mean i want to say that one is better than the other but I think from a point perspective and I think of where they are and and who they are and what what's expected of them right now for New Japan. Again, I I see them as as taking the spot that the young bucks filled of being the solid tag team, having solid matches, but I don't necessarily think that that equals wins for them. I think they're middle of the road and and in some cases somebody's got to be lower middle of the road. Uh, but just because of the names that are in that block and you know it's I mean you think he gets you, uh, of the names that we mentioned takahashi kushida uh uh, Skrull, uh how did do, how does how does a guy like Sho or yoga pass those type of names i don't I don't think they can
1: yeah given that show kept picking up these wins on the dontaku tour I was expecting him to have quite a strong run in this and I still think he will i I'm gonna go out on a limb. My hot take would be that he's still alive going into the final day, but it's spoiled by the villain Marty skull, So I think he will accrue enough points to still be in the mix by the time the final day rolls along.
0: Again, the way that they book this thing is everybody's everybody's close until the final couple of days, right? Um, do you know who he has on that on those last days? Do you know,
1: yeah, the last day he's got Marty skull
0: Okay. I mean that might be that might be where Marty Skrull, you know, gets tossed statistically, takes a loss there. So you may have a point there. Yeah,
1: it could be the other way around. So yeah, uh,
0: yeah. But I can't see him. I, I can see him playing the spoiler and and playing the upset. But I can't. I can't see him getting more points than a lot of those guys that we mentioned
1: earlier. We got a question from Sandy Dash Williamson at Downward Spirals who asks, "Who would be an underrated choice to win the Best of Super Juniors? Who's your dark horse?" Mm.
0: Well, I think Ishimori's winning. Uh, I think the dark horse is between Kushida and um, Takahashi making it to the finals. I think that's where your dark horse lies. So I'll I'll say Takahashi as the dark horse. Um, But I still think Ishimori wins it.
1: I've had a look at the match schedule here and I've highlighted a few matches that I'm particularly looking forward to. Um, May the 18th, Will Ospreay against Kaiji Ishimori as the main event on the opening day. That should be a really exciting match and I think will tell us a lot about how they're going to be positioning Ishimori. Uh, On May 22nd, we got Hiromi Takahashi against El Desperado. I've said before, I think those two have got great chemistry in the junior tag matches they've been having When they two were pairing off, uh, there were sparks flying. So I'm really excited to see them going at it in singles action. Uh, May 25th, Dragon Lee against Hiromu. As you already mentioned, those guys got great history. May 27th, Kushida against Sho. I think Mm. that'll be a very interesting one because I see Sho as a future junior ace. So I'm seeing this as a past junior ace against future junior ace. And I think that'll be a really good match. Uh, May 31st, ACH against Taiji Shimori. As I already mentioned, those two have got history together having previously been a tag team. So it'll be uh, pretty cool to see what they come up with there. On June the 2nd, uh, two matches I've got highlighted here. Ryusuke Taguchi against Marty Skull. I think they'll come up with some really funny stuff there. There'll be some good comedy moments. And Show against Hiromi Takahashi. Again, I'm just really excited to see Show in singles action against the top guys. And then on the last day, the B-block Kishido against Hiromi Takahashi because they had some... Brilliant matches. Three uh, very, very good matches last year. One of them being very quick. I don't expect this one to be quick. I think this will be uh, a real battle. Um, any matches in this tournament that are really jumping off the page to you that you're looking forward to particularly?
0: Uh, the, that that Ishimori uh, ACH, That yeah, with the history that they have, that sounds really great. Uh, Dragon Lee, uh, Takahashi sounds great just because of the history and matches that they've had. Who was the guy that um that tweeted us the question of do, do I think this has the potential to be one of the best? Yeah, I mean just you rattling off those matches throughout the entire tourney, those are some fucking meaty, juicy matches. That's that's something you can really get excited for. I, this this does have the potential to be up there. I mean with the talent and every night there's there's something to sink your teeth into. <sighs> This is good. This is this is this is this is going to be a nice run. This has the potential to be one of the best. Absolutely. You know, now that you broke it down like that. Yep, I think so. It has the potential.
1: Yeah, I would say every night there's at least two matches that I would be excited for. It's not like last year where you know, you got guys like Taichi. As much as I love Taichi, uh Junior Taichi doing, you know, silly uh comedy matches in uh, single hard cam shows in the middle of the best of super juniors is not the kind of Chi that I'm into, uh, but I think we're really getting some quite exciting matches here. They're obviously not all going to live up to expectations, but um, I think enough of them will do to make it a really exciting tournament. At uh, Benjamin Noir six 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 asks if there were any other outsiders who you would have liked to see in the tournament. Huh? No, uh, no, no,
0: no, no, no. Put me on the spot here. Um, how about one of the uh well, I mean, listen, it'd be hard to well, I can't say it'd be that hard to do. Um what about some of the kids in progress? Um uh, maybe a flash Morgan Webster <laughs> who does a mod gimmick. He does a uh a big like you know like his finish is the Brit Pop Drop, so of course I'm I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh hmm. Maybe a Dragon Gate guy. Right. I know that I know how successful that was for Champions Carnival. That was, uh, that was pretty decent. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I like who they have in there. Again, I don't want to bring people in just to have them lose. Right. I don't think that's that's good. So, so they would need to be competitive. And I think New Japan does a decent job of doing that. Hmm. But I'd actually have to think about that one a little bit. Um, Who's the kid in all Japan? Is it Sato? Um, but he was hurt. I don't know if he's still hurt. I don't know. I have to think about that. That's a that's a tough one. Um, certainly no one on two hundred five live. That's for, that's for fucking sure.
1: <laughs> I tell you that roster two hundred five live Mustafa Ali, I'd have him in a, in a heartbeat.
0: I'll tell you what. Uh, there one guy that I that I th- I miss, and, and 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 listen, he's doing very well for himself. I miss Kyle O'Reilly so much in New Japan. I really, I think I, I loved Red Dragon. I thought they were, they were, they, they were probably my favorite tag team um, in, in, in the longest while um, in New Japan. I thought they were great. I thought they did very well in, in, in these tournaments. Um, so if you're asking me who I missed and would like to see back, um, either Kyle or, or, or Rico would, would be top of my list.
1: All right, so this tournament kicks off on Friday, May the 18th. Uh, We've got Tiger Mask against Kanemaru, ACH against Flip, Yo against Bushi, and a main event of Osprey against Ishimori. And that will be free to watch on NJPW World with no subscription. And that's 14 shows in total over the tour. Seven of those will be live on NJPW World. The other seven will be uploaded within 24 hours for on-demand viewing, excluding the non-tournament matches. Uh, For those who don't know, wrestlers get two points for a victory in a block match. All tournament matches have a 30 minute time limit and time limit draws reward both participants with one point. Uh, The wrestler who wins the tournament is expected to challenge the reigning IWGP junior heavyweight champion, unless they themselves are the champion. Uh, Damon, question for you. What is the usual best of the Super Juniors final venue?
0: i I, I know know you know this one i know the answer to this question that is uh yoyogi stadium or yoyogi arena um in uh if you're on the jr line uh, the jr loop if you will uh in tokyo it is the stop between harajuku and uh shibuya thank you very much
1: now, the reason i ask is because yoyogi national gymnasium number no. 2 to give it its full title Thank will you. be undergoing earthquake proofing modifications and is unavailable for use so the finals this year <gasps> are taking place at karakuen hall what really really well that
0: totally f- Shit all over my bed! Wow, gee whiz! All right, you're not going to watch it now. You're going to boycott yeah. the whole tournament. Yeah, I needed to be in your Yogi Stadium. It's the only thing I know. It's the only fucking arena I know. Uh, no, nah, it's not true. Um, oh, okay. So where is this now? Where where is this being? Where's the final? Karakwin Hall. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Little little uh, little uh, lower attendance for the final, only because the building's only so big. But okay. All right. Listen. Poor you, Yogi. Well, listen, it's got to get earthquake proof. I'm, I'm all about that. That's the only. Th- that's one of the thing that scares the shit out of me. Uh, are you in? The, are you in a heavy earthquake area there over there?
1: Uh, don't think so. Typhoons, yes. I was stuck oh. in a very scary typhoon uh, a year or so ago, but I haven't felt any earthquakes, no. Mm.
0: I I did when I was in Tokyo last last time. We were yeah. Uh, there was
1: uh, Wrestle Kingdom twelve right. I slept yeah. right through it. Did you? I didn't notice it at all. And um, my, my wife was awake at the time, but she thought that people in the room above us were having uh, quite energetic sex. So she <laughs> didn't even realize it was an earthquake.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was, we were, we went to, it had to be after Dash because I was pretty rip-roar and hammered. And uh, we all went to the hotel and we were like, all right, everybody, we're going to take a piss break, come down, be back in 10 minutes. So everybody goes back up to the room and I had a was a onigiri. I'm so I'm eating this, shoving this thing in my mouth, pounding down a strong zero, and just kind of sitting on the edge of my bed. And all of a sudden, everything started moving.